I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hi. It's Misty and this is Lockheed's and Legends. How's it going? It's Monday. And just last week, after I said I would record and it didn't, oopsie doopsie, so sorry. Um, I have a lot going on. So there's that. Um, yeah, I won't get into it. But I did have a nice little Utah desert camping, hiking, vacation. And I just got back late last night and it was amazing. I'd never been there before. And, um, yeah, I want to live there. Not really. It was warm. Um, but it's beautiful. And, um, yeah, you should go visit. We went to Moab and we went and stayed at a campground called Sand Flats and it was beautiful. And I met some awesome people that inspired my location for this week's podcast. Funny how that stuff works. So before I get into that, let's just talk about Facebook. It's Lattes and Legends podcast. Instagram, Lattes and Legends. Um, what other stuff? Hi, Donovan and Christy. My... Shout outs to my nephew and my sister. Um, what else am I talking about? It's spring in Colorado and it's beautiful and I don't want to be inside. Um, but today I had to catch up on a lot of my shop stuff and podcast stuff and just life stuff, you know, paying bills, checking the checking account because I spent a lot of money in Utah, stuff like that. 
you know. Mm-hmm. Anyway, um, I started watching Handmaid's Tale from the request of my friend Carrie. Um, I'm only on the first episode. I might need to watch it in a different frame of mind um, because... I don't feel like I'm in the right frame of mind right now in my life to watch it. So that one I'm putting on hold. Um, I listened to a TED Talk podcast for the first time, and it was pretty fascinating. So I might start listening to those. I don't know. I got a lot of stuff going on. Um, but yeah, I'm still listening to I Saw What You Did. I just love those girls. They're so funny to me, and it just... It's like sitting down and talking with my sister. If my sister and I can make a podcast and it be humorous, it might be like theirs. I don't know. I think my sister and I are pretty funny. Mm, Christy, what do you think? Let's make a podcast. Anyway, um, that's about all that's going on in my life that I want to share right now. Um, So let's just start going. We're still doing haunted hotels. The location I have selected this week is Wyoming. The friends we met on the trail all live in Jackson Hole, Wyoming. So I don't know if they're going to listen, but if you're listening, friends, that we met on the trail, sorry I didn't come to your party, was not feeling so good, this podcast is for you. All right, so the first hotel I'm going to talk about is the Wart Hotel in Jackson Hole, Wyoming. Yes, Wart, W-O-R-T. Sources for this are travelingwyoming.com, onlyinyourstate.com, y95country, mountainliving.com, kingfm.com, historichotels.org, travelwyoming.com, another w95country.com and worthotel.com. Um, this is this location is actually known as one of Wyoming's most haunted places. So I want to go. All right. So here's a little history. So the work hotel was um, basically inspired and originated by Charles W. Charles J. Wart. He was a homesteader that made it to Jackson Hole in 1893, um, and he staked his claim just right outside of modern-day Jackson. Charles and his wife, Luella, gave birth to two sons, John and Jess, 1900 and in 1903. Okay, so in 1917, Charles bought four lots in downtown Jackson Hole, Wyoming, for seven years. Sorry, for seven years, I can't read my notes. For seven years, the land was used as a horse corral, um, and then there was a stable across from it as well. From 1932 to 1940, the family operated what is now called Signal Mountain Lodge in Grand Teton National Park. Through the sale of this lodge, they were able to finance their dream, a luxury hotel. The luxury hotel back then the construction cost about ninety thousand dollars and the hotel opened in the late summer of 1941. all right so um lots of questions come up about the war hotel where's their gambling what tragedies happened 
all that kind of stuff. So there was a little gambling back then. Um, not too much is said about it because it was illegal and it was not tolerated. Um, the wart basically disguised it as like a gaming room. Um, and so there were definitely some underground things happening there. Um, but because Wyoming was so far from like anyone's range at this point in time, it was kind of, people talked about it, but nothing was really done. So there was some underground gambling. All right. So since the work opened, it's a very favorite spot of locals and tourists. People love going here. It's a beautiful, beautiful place. I'll post some pictures. Um, so tragically, on the afternoon of August 5th, 1980, the town watched in horror as columns of smoke and flames leapt from the hotel's roof. A bird's nest near a transformer had touched off one of the worst blazes in Jackson history. The fire burned into the night, collapsing the roof and threatening an end to this historic landmark. Just a few days after the fire, a sign went up saying, we'll be back. And then in 1981, in June, they reopened. Um, so with all of that, the fire was not the only bad and tragic thing to happen here. So one of the ghosts that is supposedly here is called Robert Bob Tomagus. Tomagus? We'll just say Bob. So he's pretty friendly. And he used to be a former engineer of the hotel. So Bob took a job as the engineer in 1950, and he was basically a mechanical genius. Um, he rebuilt the heating, air, water, and electrical systems. During the winter nights in 1950s, when the temperature would drop below zero, he had to work basically over time to get the boiler heating up so that the hotel residents and workers would not freeze. Um, he would just show up in the middle of the night and just work, 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 work. Um, so the hotel workers would show up for their shift and they would always see him like sleeping next to the boiler with his blanket, just in case it got super cold again. So basically he was Mr. Fix-It. He fixed everything, everything, everything at the hotel. Pipes, wiring, you name it, Bob could do it. Um, so one day he was trying to find a break in one of the water pipes and he looked everywhere, everywhere. And then he was like, I don't, I don't know where it is. So eventually he found a pipe that was leaning up against a wall. Um, and then he broke into that wall and found that pipe. The hotel guests were astonished by how smart he was and how great he was with the system. And when he died, all of the hotel employees were like, we are going to miss him. He's such a fantastic person, yada, yada, yada. But the thing is this, guests will still see him in the hall, like looking for that pipe. And hotel workers will still go down to the boiler and think that they see Bob in his blankets leaping. Oh, that's so fun. Bob really loves the hotel. Um, 
and apparently he's super friendly like no one ever has problems with him so uh that's the story of bob but also not only do employees and guests see bob there's also um guests that have called the front desk and they're like ah why are these kids just wandering around the hall so they think that they see and hear kids walking up and down second floor. They'll see them through the windows, but there's actually no children around um, when these people call. So that has brought up a lot of questions about did any kids die in the hotel um, either before it was born or before it was constructed or like um during construction so there's lots of different explanations for the children many are just like oh it's just bob pretending to be a kid but we're not really sure what's happening there um there's definitely ghostly children that still play in the hallway and if you listen to this podcast on a regular basis, you know how creepy it is for me to hear dead children laughing. Normal children, fine. Laugh. It's adorable. Children giggles are the best. Ghost children, not so much. That's why I can't watch scary movies with kids in them. It's just something about it. And I love scary movies. But there's something about kids giggling. Anyway, so basically the Wart Hotel, if you get a chance to go visit it, go visit, spend some time there, um, and just check it out. See what kind of energy you feel. And if you've ever been there, please let me know. I would love to hear the details of your visit. All right, so now I'm going to talk about the Irma hotel um before i start in on this if you guys i don't know if you guys hear it there's this like low-pitched almost like vacuum cleaner sound it's really bothering me i hear it through the wall in my office but i'm not really sure where it's coming from so sorry if you hear it it's definitely not me anyway let's talk about the irma hotel it's in buffalo wyoming all right, so um, where do I begin? Where are my notes? Where are my notes? Here we go. My computer just decided to shift. All right, so the history of this hotel. This hotel was built by Buffalo Bill Cody, and it opened on November 18th, 1902. He called it the Irma because of his daughter, and he wanted all the journalists and dignitaries from far, far, far away, back then as far away as Boston, to come and check it out and write a story on it and spread the word. So, um, a cherrywood bar in the dining room of the Irma was gifted to him by the Queen of England at the time, Queen Victoria, after his Wild West show performed for the Queen's Golden Jubilee. Oh, nice. Things started to get a bit tough for the Cody family, though. Um, Buffalo Bill started to have some money problems. A lot of pressure from the creditors at the time. So he was forced to sign over the hotel to his wife, Louisa, in 1913. Unfortunately, hmm, at that time, she was on really bad terms with him. Hmm. 
On October 15th, 1918, his daughter Irma died of influenza and pneumonia in the hotel when she was just 35. Her death was just a few days after her husband and hotel manager Fred Garlow also died of pneumonia. Her dad, Buffalo Bill, died the year before in 1917, and things just got even more tragic from there. Um, in 1917, the hotel was foreclosed on and sold to Barney Link. Before the end of that year, Link also died, and his estate sold the property back to Louisa Cody. Link, um, hmm, sorry, she kept it until she died in 1925, and she sold it to Henry and Pearl Newell. And they wanted to expand the hotel, so they built an extra part of it in 1930, because lots and lots of people are starting to come to Wyoming. So Pearl's husband, Henry, died in 1940, and then she died in 1965. Oh, she left all of Buffalo Bill's historic memorabilia to the estate, and um, it was given to a museum. So the hotel and the restaurant have been included in the National Register of Historic Places since 1973. And people that travel to Wyoming love this hotel. Love, 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 just for the history and for the haunts as well. So with all of the Cody family and all these real estate agents all dying at this hotel, you can just assume that there's some crazy stuff that happens. Um, there's some ghosts that you can see just kind of floating around the halls, pretty friendly, nothing major. Some hang out in some very special rooms, some hang out in the dining room. But most of all, people say they see Buffalo Bill and his daughter, Irma. So, if you really, 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 really want a spooky room, you got to try to get room 35. Why 35? Well, let me tell you. So, it's known as the Parle Stock Room. It's one of the original 15 rooms when the hotel first opened. Um, you will hear water in the bathroom turn on by itself. Um, and you will see the faucet turning, but you can't see the hands that are turning it. Yeah. Creepy, right? Um, guests have also claimed that their clothing and their other belongings have been moved from place to place while they were sleeping. And sometimes the spirits that hang out in room 35 like to change the artwork around. Hmm. Sometimes they'll hang them up in a different spot. Sometimes they'll just put them on the floor. No big deal. Um, some guests have heard voices speaking to them. Others have been woken up by an invisible cold hand. Oh! <laughs> Um, sometimes there is the bottom half of a soldier in a cavalry uniform holding the sword that's shown up a few times. Cool. Um, yeah. Anyway, um, if room 35 is booked, you can also go to room 16. Apparently there's just as many 
haunts in this room. Here, guests reported on an apparition that matches the description of Irma. Her phantom is usually spotted sitting in a rocking chair in the corner of the room. Also, there's been some spectral activity found in room 20. That's known as the Colonel Cody Suite. And there's definitely um, off the charts paranormal activity in that room, according to paranormal investigators. Yeah. So some employees say that Buffalo Bill's spirit roams the halls. One employee recalled hearing his spurs jangle in the bar when no one else was there when they were closing up. Hmm. Um, and then in the dining room, a lot of servers say that they have seen spirits just sitting in the boots of the restaurant. They'll see them. They'll go to like give them <clears throat> their silverware or water and then they're just gone. So, yeah, those are two wonderfully lovely Wyoming haunted hotels. I know this was pretty short and sweet, but... It's here. I'm glad you're listening. I appreciate it dearly. I, uh, yeah, pulled it all together just a few minutes ago. So, like I said, I've been playing catch up. I hope everyone is having a beautiful, beautiful spring or winter, depending on where you are listening. Um, yeah. Have a good, one, great, wonderful, fantastic day. Go outside, smell the flowers. If it's too cold for you, start a fire, watch a show. Um, yeah, and I will talk to you guys definitely next week, and I'll be on top of things again. I believe I'll do two more episodes about haunted hotels, and then I'm going to start something else I'm really excited about. Yeah, so have a wonderful Monday, and thank you again for listening. Check out the website. It is lattesandlegendspodcast.com. I still have stickers and a lot of coffee mugs. If you would like one, you can get one. Just ask Christy. She loves hers. Donovan drinks his milk out of his. So, love it. Anyway, bye. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.